Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello and welcome, Janet Beckers here. Well, today's topic, I'm going to be sharing a couple of embarrassing stories, um, but I'm doing that in the way that I hope that it helps you because we're going to be talking about when you do a launch and it totally, totally flops. Like, what do you do? How do you know? Why did it flop? Do you give in? Do you start all over again? What do you do? And I think a lot of times you hear so many stories of people having these outrageously successful launches that if you don't come out of the gate with a six-figure launch or a multi-million dollar launch, you feel like you failed. Yet the reality is that most times when things launch, they just don't go that well when you first start. Um, And then when they do start to pick up, it's not necessarily this huge thing out of the gates. It may be a smaller trickle. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a reality check on, you know, what can happen and what does that look like when you don't give up? And then if the same thing happens to you, what is the process that you can follow to uncover why? Why did it fail? And throughout all of this, including the process of what to do, I'm going to be really transparent with you on a launch that I did that totally flopped. And then I tweaked and did it again. And then I tweaked and did it again and tweaked and did it again. And so I'll share with you the difference that it made and then also um, you know, what were the what were the things that I discovered that I had to change. So let's get stuck into it. So the if you've never run a launch and by well first of all let's define what a launch is because it can mean so many things for so many people. A launch can simply mean that you are just announcing that you have got a new program or a new service or it's your new website, you know, your new business or it could be a totally new um, program that you're putting out or it could be one that you've sold before and you're going to be putting it out. Now, what does a launch look like? Well, it could be a simple matter of sending emails out to people. It can be um, running webinars. It could be um, doing a, a big event. It it could be doing, you know, the classic sort of uh, Jeff Walker uh, process of the three videos and the emails and everything and the, and the open card and the shut card. It could be running a five-day um, challenge and then selling. It could be running a webinar and selling. So a, a launch does not have to have a particular format in order to be considered a launch. There are so many ways to be right. And as you will see, I'm going to explain to you the different ones that I trialed and what worked and what didn't. So they're all launches, all done in different ways. So that's number one. That's what a launch is. And a launch can go from being a very short lead up or what's called a runway Um, very short lead up to it, like, you know, I'm just going to get this out there next week, to other ones where, um, like these big, really big launches that make multi-millions, they are starting to plan and prepare and put material out a year in advance. 
So, you know, it can be that short thing, let's get this out there, or it can be really quite long. So um, that's what a lot, that's what I'm meaning when I'm talking about a launch. So if you've run a launch of any type before, I'll be really interested to hear from you as I'm sharing these stories. Um, and I'm also, you know, if you've never run one before and the idea of it just totally overwhelms you hopefully today we'll give you a little bit of a reality check and take away some of this mystery for you now over the years I mean I've been doing online business now for gee it must be now I kind of lost track I must be about 15 years now so oh, it might even be more so anyway it's been quite a while <laughs> Um, you know, in different businesses, different programs. So I've launched a lot of different things over that time. But what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to share one particular product and the launch because when I first launched this program, I made zero sales. So I'm going to share with you what the product was, why I made zero sales, and then what did I do to end up making it so it made me six figures. So that's why I'm going to choose this particular one as a um, as a case study for you. So being totally transparent, I don't normally really share this in much detail, but you know what? I just want to take the mystery out of this whole thing of everything should work perfectly straight away. Um, and really one of the, I think what, one of the biggest attributes that you can have as a business person that is going to mean that you become successful and that your business helps you to achieve whatever it is that you're sitting out, however you're defining success. You know, I just want to get rid of that whole myth that it happens really quickly. And, you know, so one of those big, those the, the main thing that you can have is to have that resilience and that persistence. So this is a demonstration of resilience for you. Okay, so I'm just going to flick over. If you see my, eye, if you're watching this on video, um, and you see my eyes going down, it's because I've got notes because I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure I don't forget anything here for you. So let's have a look. You know, so the the program that I'm going to be um, using as the case study for this is for my um, my program called Cool Cats Video Marketing Academy. Now. Uh, cool Cats Video Marketing Academy evolved because I used to have a program called MeTV where I taught people how to how to create a a podcast a video podcast using three minute videos and and what the success was that you could change and how to do that so had great success with that and um, wonderful clients going through it. Now, over time, I thought, you know what? People kept on asking other questions around video. So I thought, you know what? I can do this a little bit better. I'm going to do more. So as part of that, I ran um, with uh, with a friend. We ran a series of two-day workshops on video, on video marketing. And so as part of that, we really got people comfortable on video. Um, you know, I, I taught a lot around content and structuring your content, strategies, how to then milk it for all it's worth and get seen everywhere. So from being confident on, on the, on the um, camera to all the technology to the end, you know, the ultimate end of having this beautiful content creation machine. Now, we ran these workshops. People paid thousands of dollars to go to each of these, and we 
and they sold. They sold really well and people got great results. So I knew that the content that I was creating, not only did people want it because people had paid to go along to these workshops. I think they were paying $3,000. I can't quite remember. It was about three grand to be able to come along to these workshops and they got results. So I knew that the content worked. I had some great testimonials. So I knew that the program was good. So I knew that it should sell online. So then I created what we were doing in the workshops and I turned it, did all the, the preparation and created an online program. Now, then it was ready to launch. Pretty exciting stuff. So for the very first launch, I decided to be super duper clever in the way that I was doing it. And so I used the format where I had a fantastic opt-in that people were attracted to. When they got there, I had a one-time offer, which was quite cheap, which was the masterclass explaining how to use the, um, you know, the workbook that I'd given them. And then I had on the back of that that they could purchase the $1,000 program. Now, I knew that people wouldn't go straight from buying a really cheap opt-in to buying a $1,000 program. So I had a 12-month, 12-part, um, $97 a month selling, uh, you know, payment plan as part of that. Now, I... I've launched numerous things before. This is not a new thing for me to do. And I thought, you know, this is the system that's going to, it'll be working the easiest and that way it can be a nice little evergreen money, you know, just ticking over for me. Now, the thing with this was I, I didn't want to do all the copywriting myself. I was pretty busy at the time. So before I even launched, I had invested, I think it was close to about $7,000 with a copywriter, getting them to help me with the emails and the sales letter. Um, I had my team had been really flat out because I created a whole new brand website, everything on it. Mainly because at the time my wonderful web women brand wasn't congruent. Um, that Cool Cats program website has now cancelled and we've moved everything over into Romantia Tribe. Um, but that, so there was a, there was a big outlay that we had already spent with my team working on that. So there had been a few months of them creating everything, plus my sweat equity of creating all the programs. So really, you know, in order for me to have broken even, I really needed to be making about thirty thousand dollars. So all excited, everything ready to go, hit go, and sent out an email out to my list and. Sent it out to social media. People started coming in. They loved the opt-in. Quite a few people were buying the, I think it was like 7 or $8, you know, the special um, one-time offer to find out what people were interested in and, and interested enough to pay something. That worked pretty good. But when it came to actually selling the $1,000 program, I had zero sales. Zero. And... You can just imagine how heartbreaking that was. It was really, really heartbreaking. So this is step number one. When something goes wrong, when your launch fails, what are the first steps that you need to do? So the first step is, you know what? Allow yourself to wallow in self-pity for a while, okay? It's all right. So, but don't, don't do it for too long. I think I gave myself about an hour to wallow in self-pity and then the next thing that you need to do is to flip it around and celebrate and go, you know what? This is a great opportunity. <laughs> you might have to kind of make it up to yourself a bit. This is a great opportunity because you know what? I am going to never be in this situation again. 
And if I do perchance find myself in anything similar, I know I can get through it. So you know what? This is a great opportunity to learn. So that's a flip around in your mentality. Not an easy flip to do, but consciously take the time to look for where are the lessons, what can you celebrate. And then the next thing that we're going to do is once you've done that, I want you to have a look at what did work. What things did work really, really well? Because there's always going to be in something, if it didn't meet your objectives, there are going to be certain things that did work really well. For example, it might be that in this case, people quite like the opt-in, the gift that I was giving, which I think it was something like, you know, how to, you know, take one video and turn it into 32 different pieces of content, something like that. Um, you know, people really quite liked that. So I could go, yep, that like that went really well. Um, I also had people who were mailing me going, oh, my God, I love your logo. I love your colors. I love the, the, the way that the site looks. It just feels so cool. It's really groovy. So that was a good thing. And I also had people emailing me going that they were interested in learning about video but they weren't buying. So there were some things that were working. So if something like this happens for you, don't just go and think, like, I've got to throw out the lot. Cherry pick and think, you know what, what things did work and why did they work? What can I keep out of that that worked really well? So that's number one. Okay, so now let's move over and we're going to have a look at what do you do next when things go wrong? So the first thing that I did is I thought, you know what, I'm going to ask people. So this is one of the things that you need to do is find out, ask people, you know, why didn't you buy? And the easiest way to do that is if you've had people who have opted in, you know, who've maybe, you know, got your freebie, but they haven't purchased, is you can send out an email to them with a link to a, an anonymous survey saying, hey, was it me? What was wrong? Was it something that I did? You know, did I do something wrong? Or what else was it? Why didn't you buy? Um, that sounds kind of crazy. That's actually the wording you use. And um, people will reply saying, no, 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 it's not you. It was this. So that's where I was able to find out that I had got a couple of things wrong with that. Number one is it was just, I had made it too clever, had too many points in between. So a lot of people never really got to see the sales page for the main program if they didn't purchase the cheapy one first. They had to wait until their emails came through and then they would see that, you know, you could buy the main program. So for that reason, it's, you know, I was just being too clever. So I decided I was going to simplify things. Now, the next thing that I found out from people was they were saying, oh, this all sounds really, really good, but I'm just even too scared to make a video yet, let alone the idea of how I can create a video and turn it into 32 pieces of content. That was the aha. So where are the lessons for this? So for this one was, are things too complicated? Have you made things too complicated? It could very well be the system that you've been using. And the next thing is, have you, are you really addressing what the, the real problem is that people have? They may have an aspiration of creating, you know, fantastic video content that goes out there all of the time without them having to be flat out, you know, always creating. 
That may be the aspiration. But if you're not addressing the actual problem, well, then, you know what, they're not even going to be able to even take up the aspiration. In my case, the problem was they couldn't even imagine where to start and what would I say anyway on the videos. So that for me was a really important lesson in that first occasion. Now, this is where it comes down to resilience. It's really, really easy to go, you know what, it's the product. I'm just not, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to do something completely different. So instead, I thought, well, I know that people need this program. I know that I can get results for people because, you know, people have come along to workshops with me. So let's see if I can have another go and I'm going to simplify things and I'm going to really make sure that I address that core problem. Now, as part of this, I thought, you know what, it was getting close to Christmas time and I thought, I've just got to get this out there. I'm going to have to have another go at this before Christmas comes because, you know, otherwise it's going to be it's going to be put off for longer. So I decided to do something that I've done numerous times is I'm just going to run one webinar. I'm just going to run a webinar and I'll make the offer on the webinar and then I'll tell people it's available for a week. Really, really simple. Now, I'm fortunate that I already have a database that I could go out to. Um, and so that's what I did. I just sent in the invitation. Now, I ran the webinar. And this time when I ran the webinar, I focused a lot on showing them how simple it was to create a video and running them through the kind of things that they could talk about and that script and really talking about how to make it easy really debunked the whole technology thing. I just showed them how do you use your phone and let's get your phone and let's just um, make a simple video and challenge them to go and make one and share it with me. Now, that simple tweak, number one is I just I ran the webinar, so I just got it done, and also I changed the messaging. As soon as I did that from that one webinar, um, just before Christmas, $12,000 worth of sales. The exact same sales letter. I did not change my sales letter. I just changed my messaging in my marketing. So the message for you on this one is can you simplify things? So Now, it may, that may not be your problem. For me, I was just being too clever because I could be a smarty pants. But, you know, have a look to see have you got too many moving pieces and is it confusing people? And most importantly, do you really, really know your tribe? Do you know them? Listen to them. So I found this from, first of all, running that survey saying, why didn't you buy? And also listening to the emails when people, people things that people were writing into, looking for the trends. Um, and that's how I found that. So make sure, you know, you've got to go back and make sure you've got the right message. You really do because there's no use talking about something that they really aspire to if there's something big that's going to block them even taking action to start with. So really have a look at that. Now, moving on to the next thing is the next time that I ran, I thought, you know what? Okay, I want to see if I, I'm going to just treat this with a bit of curiosity a bit of an experiment. I tried one um, type of um, marketing, using a marketing funnel. I've tried that. I've tried a webinar. Now let's see what will happen if I actually do like the full-on launch where I will have the three videos and I'll have some affiliates, you know, 
actually I didn't have many many affiliates. I just wanted to really test it out in my own market. Um, and let's just see what happens if I do it in that way. And I'm going to do a little bit of a challenge and and see if I can get people to actually create videos as part of me running the launch, doing it live. So that's what I did. That took a lot more work to set up. And so I, that's what I did. People could register and for they had three videos spaced a few days apart. Each one had a, um, a, a, a workbook that they could have some exercises that they could do. And then at the end of the third one, I said, okay, the doors are open and you've got a week. And, of course, you know, hammered them with video, with emails afterwards saying, you know, why you should buy, answering objections. Now, this um, this is a much more complicated system, but it's actually a really lovely one to do because people have a chance to really get to know you with the videos. Um, and they get a chance to actually see that, yes, I can do it myself. So when I did that one, then I ended up with, I'm just having a look at my numbers here. So we made 45000 on the front end on that. So for me, that was just testing it to our own market. And I thought, okay, this is a nice system. This works. So um, what I did then is I turned that into an evergreen. So, and I just started tra running traffic to that. And interestingly, the evergreen never worked we still, we've made great money through it, but it was never like the, the nice big lump sums that you get. But here is the interesting thing. Um, that So that program, I'm actually going to be launching that again later in this year. Um, but it's going to, there's a lot that's changed in the way that you use video online in that time. So I've actually taken it off the market because I want people to have what's working now. Um, and so it'll be fun to, to experiment with the different launches with that. But here is the interesting thing. If I had stopped at zero sales, I would never have known that by me doing the webinar method and then doing a very just really to my own list, doing the um, the three video traditional launch formula, I would never have made that money. And importantly, a lot of the people who did that video program then went on to become members of my other program, which sells for $2,000, and members of my VIP programs because they got to know me. They got results with what they were doing and they wanted more help. And as a result of that, if I had given up at, at zero sales, I would not have made hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of sales because of all of the other things that were sold on the back end of it. That's a huge difference, isn't it? So I, I, just, I just think that that's a really lovely case study to have because I nearly gave up at zero. It was heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking, especially when you've invested that money and that time. Um, but I didn't give up. And so that for me, that's been a really good lesson in resilience. And it's a really nice case study, I hope, for you to be able to go and and really approach everything that you're doing with that sense of curiosity. So now let me go through a bit of a checklist for you. Let's just say that you have launched your a program and it could be something small, something really big, whatever it is, um, you've launched something there and it, it hasn't worked. You've either got no sales or you've got only a few sales. Here's a checklist that you can go through to go in the right order of trying to work out what went wrong and what can you do better, okay? So get ready to take some notes. I'm just going to refer over to my notes here. The very first thing 
is we've got to identify what this problem is. And I can tell you what, it is normally a numbers game. In my case with the very first launch, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't a numbers game. I had my message, my messaging wrong. But it's normally a numbers game. I've got, I don't know how many times people have done all of the work of doing an opt-in and, you know, making it so that, you know, they've got emails that go through to a sale. You know, they've got everything in place. And then they will say, well, I tried that one and it never worked. You know, I didn't get that many people who signed up for it and I didn't get it many people who bought. So the first thing you've got to do is work out, is this a numbers game? Okay, so when it comes to your opt-in, you're only going to get usually, I, I can normally get um, around 50% of people who land on a page can will sign up, but that's that's pretty good. A lot of times you may only get 20%. Some people can get 70 or 80% if it's to a really warm market. But just understand you're only going to get somewhere normally between 20 and 50% of people who are going to sign up to even get your freebie. Then once you've got your freebie, then once people, once you send emails out to people, you're really only going to get maybe 20% of people are going to open that email. Then of that 20% that open it, you're, you're not going to get 100% of those that will click the link to go and see what you've got to offer. So you can see here at every point, the numbers are getting smaller. Now you may only get say 5% who click an email that actually received it. So if you've got 5%, then if you've, you know, you're only ending up with, you might have 100 people who have opted in, you may only end up with ultimately, or 100 people who go and see the event, the chance to opt in, maybe only one sees the sales page. So then how many who've seen that sales page are actually going to buy? So what you need to do is you need to look at all the numbers along the way. You need to see, all right, how many people actually landed on the page? Did I spend enough on advertising? Did I bring in joint venture partners? Did I use my, did I email my list enough times? Did I go out on the circuit and be on everybody's podcast? Did I shout from the rooftops? Did you use everything that you could do to get as many people to actually see it? Very often, that is the thing that's meant that you never got the sales. You just didn't have enough numbers going through it. It's like plumbing. You've got to have water pouring in and at every point there's little arrows, little constrictions, little arrows, little you know detours that go off. There's little constrictions all the way that are in that piping before anybody actually gets to see your sales letter and decide that they want to purchase. So don't just assume because people didn't buy that they didn't like the offer. It's just very often it's a numbers game, okay? So that's why I like the software that I use, 10X Pro. I'll put links down to it below. You can go to romanceyourtribe.com forward slash 10X Pro. So just the number 10, 10X Pro special because I have um, I'm, I've become really good friends with the man who owns the company because I love the software so much. Um, and so we've put together a special offer there. But the reason I like it is it will actually tell me the numbers of every single um, page that I've had in my funnel. And I can see, you know, is, is it a numbers game? So I can see all of that stuff. So it takes away that emotion. If it's a numbers game, don't even worry about looking at everything else yet. Just focus on the numbers. Focus on where was the gap. Okay. So is it a numbers game? Um, is it not people opting in? Is it people, not enough people opening your email? 
is it people when they land on the sales page, how many of them are actually buying? You don't know unless you've tracked your numbers. Okay. So that's number one. It's normally that. It really is. It's normally that. Okay. So now let's look at the next one. Price. Now most people will assume that it's the price. I this is the main thing I'll hear from people. They'll go, my program didn't sell. It's because it's too expensive. I knew people wouldn't buy. I just knew it was too expensive. I've got to drop the price. If it's not a numbers game, if you've worked that one out, then price will be the next thing you look at. But very often, it's not going to be the price. It may be if you don't have a payment plan as an option, that might be the thing that makes the big difference. But, you know, it's very often not the price. So I've put that as the next thing to look at just for you to say, don't just go there and think by dropping the price, that's going to be the solution. It's not normally it. Okay, so now let's look at the next one, is how well do you know your tribe? I thought I knew my market really, really well when I launched the Video Academy to start with, but I obviously hadn't been listening properly because I was focusing on what they could do with all of their videos rather than really focusing on how do you even create your first video and what do you say and how do you get brave enough to do it? So for me, that was a Ah, really, I I know my market, but I wasn't listening properly. So the things that you can do is talk, you know, send that email out to the people who didn't purchase, ask them why. Um, Actually, the people who, if you know, if if anybody did buy, go to them and ask them, well, why did you buy when not many other people did? Find out what it was that they, that was different about them. You want to even run a survey to your to your list. You can randomly choose people who are who are your ideal customers and ask them if you could interview them and ask them what you know from what you're looking at here, what's missing. So take that time. Honestly, that can be the huge difference. For me, that made the difference between zero sales and ultimately what was hundreds of thousands of sales that resulted from it. That's a big difference. That was the main thing. Now let's have a look at the next things that you've got. Is, and this was the big one that I've addressed already, is were you really addressing their real problems or were you addressing other things? So in your marketing, it's the marketing is the main thing where you've really got to address the things that are stopping them. And so, and that's, and normally those sorts of things are actually something that's in an emotional level. People were scared to get on video and make a fool of themselves because they thought they'd waffle on. So I gave them a script. Here's the exact seven-step script to follow so you can make a video that doesn't waffle on. That was enough. Then they got the confidence. So, and they could imagine themselves doing it. So that's a really important one. Now, the next one is um, one that can really make or break if it's going to work, and that's social proof. So for me, that wasn't a problem when I did these launches because I had already been helping people to use video and get results with video. So I had lots of testimonials and lots of videos and stories of people who'd had success. If you're not getting the results, is it because you don't have enough testimonials or you've got the wrong ones? Can you prove that what you're doing actually works for people? And if not, well, maybe what you need to be doing is you need to be working with a smaller group first and working extra hard with them to make sure that they're getting the results so that you can then get the testimonials. That may be what you need. Or it may be that you haven't asked for them. I'm really bad at doing this, is remembering, you know, to ask people, hey, you're getting great results. You know, I'd really love to hear a story from you. So 
that could be the big thing that is missing is that social proof. That is one of the big things that will stop people from buying. And the very, very last one is have you given people enough time leading up to you launching your program where you have been putting content out there where you're visible, where people get to understand and trust you and if they have been, you know, really getting to understand the way that you help people. So um, one of one of the, um, the my, my friends that I've known through business, Stu McLaren, he talked. He refers to this as the runway, and he will be doing something like a six to twelve month runway of developing trust um, by putting out lots of videos and content leading up before a launch, and has found that the longer the long way. The runway, the better the launch. Um, and so that is something that you need to be thinking of. And the nice part is, is if you have a nice regular routine that you're consistently putting content out there, you don't necessarily have to consciously be planning the runway so much because you're already doing it. Um, so that could be another thing there. People just haven't had enough time to get to know you. All right, so that's my checklist for what to do if you do a launch and it totally flops. I would love to hear from you um, any ahas that you've had from this. Um, you know, this this is something that I don't normally share. I've shared these stories with my VIP clients, uh, but I don't normally sort of go into that detail publicly because sometimes it's a little bit embarrassing when you've been doing this for over 10 years. And that's the other thing. You know, I've been doing marketing online building my business online for over 10 years and I can still put a product out and it flop, like straight out of the gates, zero. But the difference is approaching it with curiosity, approaching it with a little bit of dispassion and seeing what can I do to improve this and the results are worth it. So I would love to hear from you, um, your big ahas. Now, if you'd like help, doing any of this, with getting your content out there, with using your video, even though we're doing the video marketing um, launch later in the year, but my VIPs already have access to all of the programs that we have. Um, if, you're, if you're wanting some help with attracting a tribe to you, attracting that tribe that absolutely resonate with what you do and see you as that tribal business leader that they want to do business with, that they want to work with. If you want help doing that so you don't have to keep on chasing people all the time and so that when they do come to you that you've got a lovely suite of group programs that means that you can help more people with working less. If you'd like help doing that, just let me know. Just drop me an email or a message. Tell me a bit about your business and what it is that you're wanting to achieve and what you're needing help with. And I'll get back to you and let you know which of the solutions that I've got that I think is the best one for you personally at your level. Um, and then I'll be able to help you. Okay. So looking forward to hearing from you. And if you have a friend in business that um, you know that really needs to hear this, that this will help them either recover from a launch or to keep on going, um, please pass this on to them because, you know, that's just, let's get out there and just have a go and do stuff. Okay. Bye. It's Janet here. Thanks for joining me on Romance Your Tribe Radio. Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you show the love 
and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.